Welcome to Didache, where we are studying to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth so we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love for God. Here is your host, Justin Peters. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Justin Peters. I hope that you and your family are doing well today. I want to thank you very much for joining me for this podcast. And um, a few weeks ago, Kenneth Copeland held what he has termed a victory thon, which is his version of a telethon, to raise money for his ministry, KCM, Kenneth Copeland's Ministries. And that is um, really. <laughs> absurd on its face because Kenneth Copeland brags about being a billionaire with a B as in Bravo billionaire. And so that he would raise money. See, he has more money than he could ever spend if he wanted to, especially now that he's 84 years old, but rather than using his own money, some of that billion dollars, no, he would rather get his money from you. And so he holds a victory thon to raise money. And so he brings in some of the heavy hitters in the word faith movement, uh, Jesse Duplantis, notable among them. And I I watched, this was a two day event and I I watched a lot of it. And I, I tell you what, I could have, I could develop an entire clouds without water seminar just off of that two day victory thon that he held. But, um, and I'll probably show you some clips from that uh, in future videos, but I want to show you this one and it's a short clip, but I tell you what, if it's very illustrative, uh, it's a, it's a clip from Jesse Duplantis and he is there with Kenneth Copeland and, uh, George Pearson's who is Kenneth Copeland's son-in-law and um, Jesse Duplantis talks, starts talking about Zacchaeus, uh, Luke chapter 19. And what he says here is, is rather short, but it is very revealing. And if you ever had any doubt as to whether or not the word faith movement constitutes a different gospel, this clip should put all of those doubts to rest. Watch what Jesse Duplantis says about Zacchaeus, and notice that Kenneth Copeland and George Pearsons give their approval to it. Watch. You know, I was preaching this the other day, that opposites attract, but so the outcasts attract. Zacchaeus was an outcast, but so was Jesus on the other spectrum, an outcast. Now think about that. When he saw that man, Zac, I can just call him Zac, he saw something in Zacchaeus that no one else did. You know what he saw? Most people believe in original sin. Some people believe in original sin. He believed in original goodness. That's what the Lord told me. He said, I believe in original goodness. I could see the good in that man. Yeah, he did. So Jesse Duplantis says that when Jesus saw Zacchaeus, he didn't see, apparently, a sinner. No, he, he didn't see original sin. No, he saw original goodness. He saw something good in that man. And then you see Kenneth Copeland and George Pearson's, you know, give their nod of approval. Yeah, yeah. That is stunning. That is absolutely stunning. I mean, this is not just 
you know, saying things like we do a lot, you know, you'll say, uh, well, so-and-so is a good guy. And I say things like that, you know, you know, Billy Bob down there, you know, he's, he's a good fella. And, you know, Sally Sue, she's, you know, she's a good lady and, you know, you know, he's a good brother. You know, I mean, we, we say things like that all the time and, and, and that's okay. But, but because we say it in just kind of in a general sense, but Jesse Duplantis didn't do that. He got very specific. He actually named original sin. And he said, you know, some people believe in original sin, but but I believe in original goodness. You know, Bible teaches original goodness. So he's getting theological here. That This is a flat-out denial of original sin. And friends, you have completely, completely gutted the gospel. You have turned the gospel on its head. The cross of Jesus Christ now is completely meaningless. He died in vain if what Jesse Duplantis said is true, which it's not. But um, I want I want us to go to just a few texts, all right, shall we? In fact, uh, Romans 5.12. Let's go there first. Romans 5.12. This is the this is the um, one of the go-to texts for original sin, this doctrine. The Apostle Paul writes, Therefore, just as through one man, Adam, of course, sin entered into the world and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. There it is, dear friends, right there. You, you can't get around that. When Adam and Eve sinned, sin entered the world, death through sin, and death spread to all men because all sinned. So every man and woman who has ever drawn breath upon the face of this earth since Adam, Adam and Eve they were born into sin because death spreads just like a spiritual virus. It, spread, it is in the spiritual bloodstream of every single human being who has ever existed. Okay, um, let's go to another text. Let's go to Romans three ten through 12. The Apostle Paul writes, There is none righteous, not even one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks for God. Parenthetically, um, there are a lot of people out there that want to scratch a religious itch, and so they're seeking after a God, but they're not seeking after the God of the Bible. They may even be seeking after a Jesus, but they're not seeking after the Jesus of the Bible. They're seeking after a Jesus that they have made in their own image, not the Jesus of the Bible. The Mormon Jesus, the Jehovah's Witnesses Jesus, the Muslim, the Islam, Islamic Jesus. You know, Muslims believe in Jesus too. They just don't believe that he's the son of God. They don't believe that he is God. They have a different Jesus. And so and, and, and the Jesus that the word faith movement portrays is a different Jesus. The Jesus that promises you health and wealth, that is a different Jesus than the Jesus of the Bible. The Jesus that would look at a sinful person and Zacchaeus, this was a sinful man. He had not yet been converted and Jesus would look at him and see good in him. No, sir. No, ma'am. This is a different Jesus than the Jesus of the Bible. So anyway, back to the text. Paul writes, all have turned aside. Together they have become what? Worthless. There is none who does good. There is not even one. How much more clear could the Bible be? There is none who does good. Not even one. Ephesians chapter 2 teaches that we are dead in our transgressions. We are dead in our sins. Dear friends, we're, we're not spiritually sick. 
Okay, we don't have a spiritual cold. We're not even in, in we're not even in the spiritual ICU. We are in the spiritual morgue. We are tag on the toe dead. And there is nothing that a dead man can do for himself. This is just stunning to me that Jesse Duplantis and Kenneth Copeland, George Pearson, these these men of God who's, who've been studying for the the Bible for decades, they don't understand this basic, fundamental Christianity 101 truth. Psalm chapter 51, David writes, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. We are sinners by nature. We are sinners by from birth, from concept, not from birth, from conception. We are sinners by our deeds of unrighteousness. We are sinners through and through. And what did Jesus tell the rich young ruler in Mark chapter 10 when the rich young ruler ran up to him and said, you know, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, why do you call me good? No one is good except God. A lot of people misunderstand that. They they think, oh, well, Jesus was calling into question his own goodness. No, not at all. Jesus was not correcting that rich young ruler, as we call him. He was, he was leading him. He was saying, okay, now I'm going to stop you right there. You call me good, but why? Why do you call me good? Do you call me good because you, you think I'm tell some good stories and spin some good yarns and do some nice things for people? Or do you call me good because you recognize who I am? Do you call me good because you understand that there is only one who is good, that is God, and I am God? Jesus was not correcting him. He was leading him. Jesus was making a statement right there about his deity. There is only one who is good, and that is God, and Jesus is God. Friends, this is just stunning. You see, it's not that these word faith preachers never mention sin. They do on occasion, not a lot, but but they do. But if you watch these folks long enough and watch them as long as I have, sin is is almost never presented biblically. Sin is more often than not, way more often than not, it's not presented as high treason that we commit against a thrice holy God that incurs his righteous wrath and the wrath of God abides on us because of our sin. It's not presented that way. Sin is presented in more uh, horizontal terms. In other words, sin is presented as something that just hurts you. It it, it hinders you. It, it prevents you from having your best life now. Hat tip to Joel Osteen. So sin is, it's not that it's never mentioned, it's just not presented biblically. And for Jesse Duplantis and Kenneth Copeland, George Pearsons, and I could go on and on, Todd White has said the same exact things as this, you know, we're just so valuable and, you know, God sees our value and you just can't imagine having eternity without us. Like God has a man-shaped hole in his heart. You see, this is just, friends, you're, you've completely gutted the gospel. If we are inherently good, if Zacchaeus, for in this example, was inherently good, then he had no need of redemption. If we are inherently good, then we have no need of being saved. But the Bible is very clear. There is only one who is good, theologically speaking. 
by his character, by his nature. There is only one who is good, and that is God. This was not just Jesse Duplantis saying, oh, Zacchaeus, he was a good guy. No, he got theological. He was very specific. He mentioned original sin. And he said, the Bible doesn't even teach that. It talks about original goodness. This is stunning. And, and, and Jesse Duplantis, you, from time to time, you'll hear him brag about how he is Dr. Jesse Duplantis. He's got an honorary doctorate. I mean, it's not even an earned doctrine. You can tell. I mean, this... You could go to a, you could go to a to most nine year olds in vacation Bible school, at most any evangelical church, and they would have more Bible knowledge than Jesse Duplantis does. Honestly, I mean it's just stunning. But you have completely gutted the gospel when you say that man is inherently good. Different gospel, dear friends. Different Jesus. Different gospel. Um, Jesse Duplantis is not a Christian. Kenneth Copeland is not a Christian. You cannot teach the things they teach and be indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God. It's just not possible. The real gospel is that you and I are sinners. And because of our sin, we have incurred the righteous wrath of a thrice holy God. And the only way to be saved from that wrath, to have the wrath of God removed, is to repent of sin, turn from sin, and place our trust in the atoning work that Jesus Christ accomplished for us on the cross. This perfect person, fully God, fully man, laid down his perfect life as a perfect sacrifice to perfectly satisfy the perfect wrath of God. There is salvation in no one else. You're not good. No, not one. There is only one who is good. That is God. Repent of your sin. Place your trust in Christ and you will be saved. And Mr. Duplantis, if by some chance you are watching this, I don't hate you. I don't want you to go to hell. But that is where you're headed right now. Repent of your sin and trust Christ. And if you truly repent, if God truly grants you repentance, then the fruit of that, one of the fruits of that, will be that you will shut your ministry down because you'll realize that you are not qualified to teach the Bible. All right, dear friends. Thank you very much for watching. Until our next time together, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with you all. Thank you for listening to Didache. We hope that you were encouraged and edified by what you just heard. If you have a question or comment for Justin, or interested in more teaching resources, or would like to have him come and preach at your church or conference, you may contact him at justinpeters.org.